Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. And I'm Jason. And today we are joined by a very new special guest. Someone who has had a presence here before in perhaps a more tangential way, but now is present, wearing a mic and ready to impart his knowledge. We have Mr. Nathan. Hello. Welcome to the Micro Brew Review, everyone. This is episode 79. And today we're going Imperial. Yeah. Which is more awesome because Nathan is a brewer. So he can correct us on all of the things that we say about Imperial <laughs> beers for the next 59 minutes. Well, I, I can Google it and then I can correct <laughs> you. That's how we make our magic. It's yeah. going to be a lot of correcting, I have a feeling. It's true. Maybe. So we have three large format beers, all of which are over 8%. Which fits with the theme. And it's a good thing we have a silent studio audience today because otherwise we'd probably be in trouble because we're going to trivia after this. Right. So rumor has it, Mr. Nathan, you are good at trivia. Uh, I've, I've heard that. I've been, I've been <laughs> accused of being a know-it-all. I heard the term Mr. Wikipedia earlier today. That was, that was thrown my way. Which yes. I thought was an interesting highly, term because it, it used to be Mr. Encyclopedia. And That's that true. Changed. Ah. Welcome to 2014. Uh, I like it. <laughs> Also, please understand that Jason and I are not very good at trivia, so oh. maybe as I am we... just there as eye candy, pretty much just there for the. He's eye. gonna wear something low cut. I already That's picked kind it of out. It's gonna be pretty great. I hope it's like the That's Borat swimsuit. Very like intimidating. I don't. I have bee. not seen what this is. I am very good at history. Oh. Am I good at anything else? I'm decent with pop culture. Yeah. You're really good at history and really and good at country music. music. Yeah. And beer. <laughs> I would also yeah, say beer. How did that That's happen? I, how did that happen? Yeah, that country music bit. I stopped listening to anything popular in 1998. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's when I stopped printing trivia cards. So you're good. <laughs> so kind of true. Um, yeah. All right. So the first one we're starting with today is the Hardywood Hoppler Imperial IPA Reserve Series. Dry hopped IPA conditioned on Virginia tulip poplar wood. Those are, those are some, I thought uh, the poplar wood is not something I'm used to hearing in terms of aging. This is very true. But otherwise, all those keywords were, were is that good. Important those, are all good. those are all good words. What all does that mean to a brewer say. when you read something like that? Uh, with the wood aging, it's going to have kind of like a like a tannin. Presuming they did it right, it's going to have a... Um, Jason, what's a tannin? Do you remember? Uh, that's the thing that makes it like dries out your mouth, right? For wine? Yes. That yes right? That's yes. all I remember. Nope, that's... Is Better than most of America. You did great. <laughs> I mean, what, what aging is is relatively new to beer culture. Obviously, it's been you know it's a staple in in liquors and in wines, but uh, people are just so this out one what it means is to. already pretty high in ABV, right? Like That's I think it's around eight and a half percent. It is eight and a half percent, and I'm the one Bam. pouring today, so I don't even have to ask what the ABV is four or five times like I do in a normal podcast. It's true. Jason proves that he's married and doesn't listen an hour every week on a weekly basis. Yes. <laughs> If not hourly, <laughs> if we're being honest. Yeah, those aren't recorded, though, so you don't have to fess up to that. That's true. So you bought this one in Virginia. Yeah. This was just one of the ones where I was looking at it, and it looked like a really neat one. It's got a cool, some cool label art that's pretty understated. It seems like something out of it's uh, like the grayscale-esque, or not grayscale, sepia. Yes. Color tones and all that. It's pretty neat. I would like to say that adjacent urging, we have all picked clear glasses this week instead of having... Hand blown, fancy schmancy, imported glasses. We want to see the beer. 
Yeah, I just think it's important to be able to talk about the color and all that. That is a big component of beer, and we sort of miss it when we have these opaque glasses that we keep using. I'll admit that the legs on this head are just much more clingy than I'm used to seeing. You have been drinking scotch too much. <laughs> I'm not sorry? No, neither am I. <laughs> okay. No reason to apologize. Just checking. <clears throat> is that a thing for beer, too? Clingy and clumpy. Uh, legs, I think that's more of a vocabulary used for, for liquor yeah. than for... Uh, People will talk about the um, lacing. Is that what this is? Is lacing? Of yeah, the that's usually the word. It makes sense. Are you rolling it? Do you see it? Cling no, to the I glass? Know, I know what you're talking about, and I agree with the whole clumpy. Uh, the legs uh, she's talking yeah. about are like the the alcoholic like tentacles that will run up your glass when you're drinking whiskey. Yeah. So the last beer we had from Virginia, I hate to say this again out loud, was in fact the Licking Hole Creek. <laughs> no, no, we did one last week. The scuttlebutt was, wasn't it? I thought we got the scuttlebutt, or I picked up the scuttlebutt from down south. Well, you got it in Virginia, but it's not from Virginia. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah, Licking Hole Creek is a brewery in Virginia, and this is also a Virginia brewery, mm-hmm. which is interesting, if only because as I've been walking through Pennsylvania and spring is sprung all around me, I'm starting to see the limestone and the like the bright colors and the flowers and all those things that remind me of home. I wonder if like the reason they chose the wood they chose for this particular beer was because it is native to Virginia? I don't actually know. <coughs> yeah, I don't know either. You went to high school there. Do you know anything about <coughs> the... I do not. Well, in high school, I didn't really do all that much drinking, uh, so I don't. I, I do not, not what actually. I meant. <laughs> hey, in the fourth grade in Pennsylvania, yeah. we our, had to our, learn. Our silent audience is a police officer. We should. <laughs> yeah. So Jason's dodging that question. Um, in fourth grade in Pennsylvania, we had to learn about the ruffed grouse, our state bird, mm. and we had to learn all about like the history of all the Native Americans that were here when the settlers got here. So I was just wondering if maybe that was not something you learned in Virginia? Uh, no. Okay. Not at all. I don't. I have no idea what the Virginia State Bird is, what our national oh. export is, or... It wouldn't be national, don't, it don't would be a state... Up. Don't export. look it up. Okay. Chief export, whatever. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know anything about Virginia. We just export <laughs> politicians in Virginia, and that's enough. <laughs> There's no need to export any kind of goods or services. Just export mm-hmm. politicians. I just know they have some stupid taxes. They do. On where you can park your car and where you can't. It's true. So where do you think of the, or what do you <laughs> think of the beer, rather? I really like it. It does not scream IPA to me. Yeah. There is not a lot yeah. of hops happening. It no. is a balanced beer, I think. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a more balanced beer than I expected it to be. Um, how do you all feel Why about Why did the... you not expect it to be? Uh, I mean, j- just, you know, when you add the word imperial to IPA, usually it's... Mark of extremity and you yeah. know, like you're gonna have a little hop demon punch you in the mouth. <laughs> a hop demon? <laughs> I don't know. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Jason just lit that's, up. He's like, get me that t shirt. That's a thing. I want now. that. Well, there's the hop devil. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a beer. I'm just gonna say, I'm um, pretty sure that like victory is not gonna name it's a beer. Balanced. I'm getting a little bit of the wood. What do y'all think about the, the wood? It's a very different kind of, flavors. it's not a dark, no. like, oak is so easy to spot. Yeah, I think just because of that warmth and that mm-hmm. sort of butteriness to it, um, it feels like I feel like I'm gonna sound like I shop at Lowe's way more than I actually do. <laughs> it feels like a light wood 
<clears throat> Does that make sense? So soft and not just because so soft wood. Would you say a, a, a two by four or more of like a four by eight or what? Yeah. Because I married a pale guy. It's yeah. like light wood. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, it's, not, it's not rich and mm. I really need... I need the Wikipedia for adjectives, I think, because sometimes they run out of adjectives. That's called a thesaurus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, literally. That's, yeah. It's just thesaurus.com, isn't it? Yeah, it actually is thesaurus.com. So can we talk about the color now that we can actually see the color of the beer? So the beer color is, is darker than the wood I think it tastes like. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I can okay. see that. It's also very opaque. You're not looking through that at all. Mm-mm. Which I guess is going to be uh, true of all the ones we're drinking today. Does the, yes. does the bottle anyway indicate unfiltered? Uh, it does not say it I on the front. I don't see chunks. Like it doesn't yeah. seem bottle condition, but it definitely no. doesn't seem clear. No, no, not a lot of not a lot of clarity. It has almost an amber color to it. Mm -hmm. It says on the back that you should get notes or subtle notes of caramel, caramelized, sorry, vanilla, uh, and the tree was hoppy. Is what it says. On oh, there. I have to tell you this. I'm not sure how you're going to feel about it, so I'm just going to say it in public, recording it, so everyone can hear. <laughs> okay. I, and you know, I read this on the internet, therefore it is entirely true. Hmm? Read, like, an article about the 11 things that dogs should not eat. Okay. Number nine was hops. Oh. Really? And we were going to grow hops out back this summer. Yeah. Berlin well, we can, was going to give them to us. We could do it on the side of the house, though, right? I mean, if we found a place outside the fence where she couldn't get to it, maybe. But mm. I can, for some reason, I feel this horrible mental image of our dog rolling around in a big pile of hops <laughs> being like, ha, 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 I'm a rebellious teenager. So how much light or how much sun does hops need to grow? I know it's like a weed and it grows really fast, but... Do you grow any uh, hops, I, I can't say I have grown, but I'm familiar with those you have. Do you remember the side of, I believe it was the sunnier side of Verlin's house where he was growing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Because there, mm -hmm. was no, there was no shade to be found, um, whether or not it was direct sunlight or just sort of pretty, lots of hours it's, of sunlight. Um, I, think, I think it's pretty easy to draw the analogy between uh, grapevines and hop vines. Hop well, we have grapevines out back. Right. So wherever, wherever uh, grapevines would... Would flourish, that makes would sense say. because a lot hop of hops are, are grown on the West Coast and a lot mm -hmm. of grapes are grown on the West Coast. And yeah. I mean, Pennsylvania is just like the West Coast. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Exactly totally. the same thing. I'm running around are, in the, my rollerblades and wearing short shorts. It's just like the West Coast. It's like 30 degrees. <laughs> it's like Venice, Venice Beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the one, one other notable thing about growing hops, though, is that they're a perennial and they don't really... Um, they don't really come into their own, so you can really harvest them for a few years. So it's kind of—I don't think we're going to harvest them ever, a, frankly. Kind of an exercise in depression. It would just be pretty badass bed. for the beer mistress to have hops it grown out be. back. That's, it would be, yeah. They smell so nice too. I mean, I really do. Can like you imagine hops. though? We want to also Maybe grow mint because you know the bugs don't like it, and mm. we—I love to make mint tea and mint lemonade and mojitos um anyway <laughs> so we wanted to put in a whole lot of mint so if half the yard was mint and half was hops can you imagine what that aroma would be when you sat out in the hot tub powerful <laughs> yeah. yes it would be powerful almost inebriating yes. if, you could, if you could get if you could get the hops to like wrap around your house or grow up the side of your house and that's what uh, yeah, berlin yeah. has that'd be where it was at growing up the side mm. Might do that. i will say the picture on our homepage dashingrogue.com ah 
is a picture of hops that Jason took from Verlin's garden. Yep. Because he mm. said, oh, look at all these darn cascades. That's a, All of the ones he wants to give us start with C, and I love C hops. They're my favorite. Are they the ones that are hard to find? What's the hard to find one? There's one that's really hard to find now, I thought, that's making the thing, making the prices jump. Hops and stuff. Oh. We have a we have a silent studio audience that is looking <laughs> these things up as we She's speak. She's allowed we have to a, have technology. It seems, like, it seems like every year there's a there's this, a different a shortage, hop shortage, I think. Okay. And also, Americans have been consuming such greater quantities of hops, yeah. insane amounts of hops, which we learned last week because we did a hoppy mm-hmm. brewery last week, and hoppy brewery came about in the '90s when hops was just an ingredient in beer, not the like the only. Exactly. Yeah, it's like hops and water ferment this. Yeah, yeah exactly. America does have a love affair with IPA right now, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a question, though, as we're going through this. Um, do you want to ask me or do you want to ask person with a computer? How I would hard like is to this ask, question? I would like to ask people in general. Okay. Dear so, humans of the world, Jason well, has okay, a question. Well, okay, so or the, or the three people on mic right now. Uh, IPA, uh, India Pale Ale, Imperial IPA, Something different. What does the Imperial stand for? Can I throw it to you, Mr. Brewer? <laughs> I have my stock or rote answer, if you will. The um, the, and you can totally uh, the Imperial beer style, uh, the modern Imperial beer style. It's a it's an adjective to precede another beer style. So you say you take a brown ale. No, it's an Imperial brown ale. It's an Imperial IPA. Indicates we are the, having an Imperial stout later. We are having Imperial Style later. I think we're finishing with that. Is that correct? Okay. Yep. Looking forward to that. But an Imperial beer um, in in olden times. Can I say olden times? Is that is, is that, that vague? even a thing? Is that vague enough? Is that like last Tuesday or yes. is yes. that like last Wednesday olden times? Um, Before women had the right to vote. So let's say let's say in like the 1800s or so, okay. it was usually it usually indicated a beer that was brewed to be impressive or to be higher alcohol. Specifically, if you wanted to get down to more of a concise definition, an imperial beer indicates higher ABV and therefore higher flavor content and therefore higher uh, production cost and materials. So what's the difference between imperial and double? Basically nothing. That's what I thought, but I wanted to hear it from someone who does this. Yeah. I from what I understand, especially in America, because this sounds appropriate, mm-hmm. we make it up. Yeah, pretty much. There have been times, and I kid you not, we can go back to yesterday's mm-hmm. beer dinner, where brewers kind of admit that they pick what they feel like are buzzwords to describe their beer. Mm. And if there is mm-hmm. no governing body deciding how you can and cannot use certain adjectives, they can apply. I've seen like imperial double black blank, you know, fill in the blank. Right, right. And it's like, what is it? It's a lager. <laughs> no, it's not. It shouldn't be. Like, this is terrible. But it's something that, yeah, perhaps because America stole all of our brewing from other parts of the world and then. Did we though? Yes. Did we? Yeah, really? yeah we, we really did. You really Everything? need to. Yeah. 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 You need to just watch Prohibition and you'll understand. I feel like the explosion oh, of everything that's happened with craft the brewing Kimberly now. Documentary? Yes. Oh yes. Excellent. It explains so much. It really does. It really does. I should. I should mention. Jason though, never wants to sit down and watch like a documentary. Like a that's stout. the thing. Just to be. 
Well, like a chocolate stout is is I feel like uniquely delicious. American, it's is it not? But no, it's not. We did the way that America does so everything. Sad. We took the best parts of the mm-hmm. rest of the world and then put our twist on them. So stout was something that was made, mm-hmm. you know, in Ireland like for hundreds of right. years, and we said, oh, let's just, you know. I think she's. I think I think she's talking more about beer styles, beer techniques. Not necessarily the yeah, I mean, people put all sorts of goofy things. I mean, this if people is, started like frog legs in ancient yeah, Egypt no and Mesopotamia, that was mm-hmm. France. France did that. Oh. <laughs> frog that's, leg beer. That's, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> France is a race now. That's a thing. France is a race. That's a thing now. Everyone Breaking tunes news. in weekly just to learn from culture and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. Did that answer your question, however, about Imperial? Yes. Yeah, so Imperial and Double are the same thing. Yes. I should, I should, for the sake of clarity, a Belgian Double is a beer style. Double applied. But Belgian to, Double uh, is usually written D-U-B-B-E-L mm-hmm. in the Belgian sense. Okay. Do Whereas bad. if you were going to look at an American label that said Double IPA or Double Stout or Double mm-hmm. something, it would probably be written D-O-U-B-L-E the way you expect Double to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that help? Yeah, that makes sense. I think, I don't know how this works. The best example I can think of off the top of my head, just because I know the brewery and I know the different offerings, Three Heads out of Rochester. I know we've done some of their stuff before. They have a single IPA. This is going to end in a question for you, Mr. Nathan, so be oh ready. Boy, All oh right. <laughs> they have a single IPA. It's right around 6%. It's called The Kind. And then for their two-year anniversary, they put out a double IPA called Two Kind, T-O-O. All right. It is what they call an imperial IPA. This year, for their third anniversary, they put out a tray Kind. A triple IPA. So we went from 6% to like 7.8%. And then for the triple, it's a 10%. Is a triple IPA even a thing? Or again, (laughs) because you can sort of invent these new adjectives in American brewing, is that something where Mm -hmm. they just said, oh, we tripled the amount of hops we put in and therefore it's now a triple. I think in the the Americans, when they say double or triple, they're usually referring to their recipe. Whereas um, sometimes in American uh, beers, but mostly in Belgian beers, they're referring to a style there. So they're selling it's a double or it's a triple. So What's amazing in the Belgian sense, yeah. the difference between a double and a triple. They're night and day. Yeah. Just if you take that same, I don't want to say metaphor, I feel like I'm taking the SATs all over again. If you take the <laughs> if then or you know if this then that yeah. statement. But the SATs are so it's the ACTs now. I'm telling you. All right, is it really? You gotta stay hip. Yeah, oh. it really is. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, pretty, well, they're more popular than the SATs. So what if is, I wanted to get into college, I know that's, would I, know I have that's to why, take the ACTs? That's right. Everyone listens to this podcast for college entrance advice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad we're providing this. <laughs> Hey, kids, in this part of the stay country. in school. Stay in school. Don't listen to us because we have mortgages and stuff. All right, we are starting on the yeah. second pier. The baby tomato did a nice little chug and caught up with us. It I was noticed. just a two-sip. It was I not a chug. It didn't look like a two-sip. Can one chug two sips of beer? Well, one can guzzle, maybe. <laughs> guzzle. I will have it. Guzzle it is. All right, so the second one we're doing today is Hodgson, Hodgson's 
Double India Pale Ale mm. from Real Ales. Okay. Oh, Fish okay. Brewing Company. Yes. So the reason we're doing this, do you remember <laughs> on our anniversary when I served Hodgson's Bitter End IPA and you told me it was not romantic because it's called Ooh. like Bitter End. Uh, this is the same brewery. However, I think if I understand it, it's the same beer style as the Bitter End, but now up a notch. Instead of being an IPA, it's a Imperial. And it's 9.9% ABV. It is. Which sounds mm. very Imperial. 89 IBUs. It smells very sweet. I haven't tried it, it yet. It does. But it and the dark the color sweet. even darker than the last amber beer that we just had. Amber colored beer. I'm sorry, it was I say hats off on the label art on this one too. It's got the uh, the nice little like uh, uh, map you'd find in a bottle look to it. Yeah, actually both of the both map beers. you'd find in a bottle. <laughs> Do you often find bottles with maps? In All them? the time. Yeah, actually both of the beers we've had so far kind of look like the artwork of which kind of look like wood etchings or yeah sketches. Very nicely done. They've done a pretty cool job of that. A lot of the beers are really moving in that direction, which I really appreciate because it's fun to as you're sort of drinking it to look at. You should be drinking it out of a glass and not out of the bottle, which I guess is a conversation we should have at some point. These are all 750s, so if you're drinking this out of the bottle, you had a bad day. <laughs> like 9.9%, 750 milliliters all to yourself. Just just cry and let the dog lick your face. Just let it happen. <laughs> That's, that so, here's a, so here's a question, I guess. This would not be a terrible thing to jump into. Is um, Why is it important to drink it out of a glass rather than out of the bottle? Have you talked about this? Probably on episode 10. Well, I think it has been far too long and we should it talk has. about well, it. Well, and we have picked up thousands of listeners along the way. So yeah. let's revisit this. And this is not just because the beer mistress has a collection of glassware that is not worth hiding. I say that because there are no doors on my shelves that house my glassware. Nathan, as a brewer, what, how do yeah. you want someone to drink your beer? Um, it very much depends on the style. Other than drunkenly, because then they're kinder. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, it's probably oh, this town. That would be my plan. I'd be Five like, beers in, it's a ten My, ten. yes, exactly. I'd yeah. be like, you can only have my beer after right, four right, other right, beers, right. so it's the best beer you've ever It's had. all about, glassware is all about um, the angle of, of your nose, the relation of your nose to the beer and the relation of your mouth to the beer. So it's adjusting the angle of the entrance and where your nose is. And this sounds so NC-17 right now. <laughs> Gonna be honest. Gonna put your lips on it and just get your nose all up in it. Is that a, is that a video game rating reference? <laughs> video game? NC-17. I feel like NC-17 like NC is a video game reference. No. As in like it was meant AO? more like a, there was Showgirls the rated R and then there were Showgirls rated NC-17 in 1996. There's an R-rated version? I wasn't... Yeah, there's less nudity in it. Yeah, it was on HBO. They showed it on HBO. I saw it for the first time like six months ago. It's a risque show. Were they all wearing high-waisted mom jeans? Because it was 1990 what? Maybe. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is the truth about beer, or how do I ask this question? So red wine glasses versus white wine glasses. A lot of it is about where you're putting your hand, the warmth. And the warmth of the beverage, mm -hmm. does beer glass in any way also affect that? Like, is it something about... I mean, I know I like my stouts warmer. I like my porters a little warmer. Mm -hmm. um, anything on frickin' or 
hand pump or whatever. But when you're picking a an IPA glass versus a Hefeweizen glass versus... Mm-hmm. I think in, in response to what you're saying, in general, the the um, never underestimate the power of, of scent when it comes to, to tasting any of this, whether it be beer or anything else that you just drink. Um, so absolutely stouts and uh, most other other darker beer styles and anything of high alcohol content is vastly improved at a, a warmer temperature. I'm also going to say, Jason, ABV matters. Mm-hmm. When you drink a Guinness, you're getting a pint because it's 3.6. Right. If you were drinking the next beer we're going to have, which is an Imperial Stout at 10%, you're not going to get it in a pint. Or it's going to come with a cab number, you know, because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> after two of those, you really shouldn't go, you know, drive yourself home. That's why some uh, restaurants and all that have a limit when you order a certain beer. Hey, no, we won't serve you more than Dogfish two. Dogfish did that with their Dogfish is the one I was minute. thinking of, yeah. yeah exactly. You can't have more than two 120 minutes over the course of a night because you will be wrecked. Well, and I know we have had it, I believe, twice before on the podcast. The Kalesi, the Italian beer that comes looking like a wine. The glass that Kalesi sends is a wine glass. And I can show it to you guys later. Uh, But it it's showing how they feel about it. And it's the effervescence. It's the color. It's what they expect you Mm -hmm. to drink it with when you're eating. It really does make sense, and it, you would not ever put something that delicate in a pint glass, for instance. Right. I mean, I, I would say, generally, I do not know of a single beer that is improved with a 16-ounce standard tapered pint glass. Oh, our silent studio audience does. You yeah. have to come our, here if you're going to say, Our silent studio audience disagrees. No, come to me. <laughs> I find things that are more floral and citrusy to be more mm. improved by a high... Buy a pint glass just by personal opinion because then they go down so for example what is more floral and citrusy and better in a pint glass indica flower power <laughs> <laughs> and not just because of the abv because after a nice seven and a, it's like seven and a half yeah it's like it's, seven. Seven. it's in but, the sevens yeah it does i mean I yeah like pint glasses. i don't know what to call you now because you're no longer the silent studio audience <laughs> The talking studio audience. The, talkio, the, the enthusiastic studio audience. audience says everybody should have some Ithaca flower power. So what do you guys think of the one that we're doing right now? The Hodgson, Okay, which is the Hodgson's Double India Pale Ale for when I have to write this down in the, in the uh, summary. How about this, Nathan? Mm. We've had two Imperial IPAs. Which did you like better? I'm, I'm really liking this one. It's, um, it's got some some nice kind of like dried fruit or kind of darker it's definitely a, it's a darker beer both visually and in taste um again coconut to it it's not yeah okay i can go there i can, I can there. see that actually i can mm-hmm. yeah maybe a roasted coconut but a coconut um yeah it's definitely um, again it's a relatively balanced india pale ale um or imperial india what i'm surprised so. about is that none of these are a hop slam Mm-mm. or a dirt wolf yeah. mm-hmm. or a, you know, this is a strong IPA that is ready to punch you in the back of the taste right. buds with all of our bitterness and hopefully little of our citrus. And mm-hmm. these have both been more... Syrupy. It's the term I use for it. Which again, yeah, it's not hop forward. 
but it is very it's got that very sweet flavor that you get again out of something like the I guess the only thing that gives me pause minute. about using the word syrupy is because I have come around on the barley wine and the reason I did not like barley wines is because they were syrupy mm -hmm. and this does not have the body of a barley wine at all and I think sometimes it's the ABV that creates that sweetness um, which one did you like better Jason? Out of the two, probably the Hoppler. I really don't like syrupy beers. Um, something with that viscous sort of thick consistency, mm -hmm. I don't usually <clears throat> like. Stout is very different. When it, there's that sort of punch to the IPA, it's that's when I Let don't me really say like this, it. and it might not be revolutionary to anybody, but I am quite tired of IPA because I've had so much of it. We've done a lot of them on the podcast recently. Also, I went to a beer dinner last night. Four courses, $25, can't beat it. Uh, it was at Kildare's and Maniunk, and it was uh, Ballast Point. Now, the reason I chose to go there is because Dashing Rogue very often uses the Sculpin IPA as one of our beers because I think it's exceptional. I think it's just a very solid, never going to disappoint, goes very well with many different kinds of food IPA. But that is the only Ballast Point beer I've ever had. So if it comes down to, hey, I have to pick a brewery to go have several of, that was a good choice for me. Three of the four beers last night were IPAs. We started with a double IPA, and then we went to the big eye IPA, then we went to the skull pin, then we went to an amber. A few of the folks in our party were not beer lovers. So it's hard to bring people who don't love beer around to three IPAs because that's such a strong yeah. mm -hmm. and polarizing style. But also, I'm going to admit this, and if Ian were here, it would probably get more negative, so I'll just be... Kildare's picks the beers they want, and then their chefs pick the food. And the only reason I know this is because I've mm. sat at the bar and <clears throat> talked to them while they were planning other events. I feel like they messed up in this case. It was a very heavy seafood menu. Yeah, it's seafood, not really an IPA. No, that is not an IPA. And, and Ballast Point, their whole theme, if you look at all their labels and everything, is fish. So I, like, from the very superficial, I understand that fish and Ballast Point is something. But to have three different IPAs with very subtle, like the first course was scallops, the second course was shrimp, and the third course was salmon. With these double and strong IPAs, nothing paired. And the hard part was we're sitting at a table with like six friends who say, wait a minute, don't you do this for a living? What would you do? And we're going, we wouldn't have done this because if you take, one of them was super, super, super spicy. Mm. Well, for me, you don't want something that's high in alcohol content with something that's spicy. That's you want a burn. wheat beer with something spicy. Mm -hmm. A wheat beer calms down your palate. Yeah. That is, Schneider Aventinus is the best thing in the world for habaneros or jalapenos or something. Yeah. Um, it's I call it the Gewürztraminer of beer. It is what you want with something spicy. They put a double IPA with something that your mouth is on fire of. And everybody was like, why, why is this a pairing? I don't even understand. And Ian's going, oh, I like spice. And so it's taking the spice and it's making your mouth go more on fire. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you could have milk or you could have something that makes it worse. Which do you want? And 
Everyone else said milk, and Ian said, I want the spicy, please. So this is kind of a, a minor plug, I think, for the Dashing Rogue, just in the fact that we do these beer pairing dinners for folks in their homes, and their quality, <laughs> you know, really well thought through pairings. It's not things, you know, it's things when you guys are coming up with these things, you're thinking of that the whole time. It's not a, customers will come to you and they'll say, hey, okay, I have, I know that I like this type of beer or that type of beer. Uh, and uh, these are the types of foods that I like. And you're going through and saying, okay, how can we make it so that all of these things match up in a way where the flavors um, complement each other? Which was, I think, one of the big things when we were first starting. It's like... Well, I like to use you as an example because on episode three, I think, when we did the Labor Day barbecue, you called me out and you said no more because we did the frozen strawberry soup with Lancaster strawberry wheat beer. Mm -hmm. And you said, no, that's not a pairing. That's cheating. It's not a thing. Also... In Jason's defense, Lancaster strawberry wheat beer does not taste like strawberry. No. It really so it's not, not even like that's, thing. you know. But we still serve strawberry soup. We don't serve it with strawberry wheat beer anymore. We and serve why, it usually. So, wait, so we should go into why it's not a pairing. Because a strawberry soup with a strawberry beer means that all you do is you, you still have that strawberry flavor on your mouth. Or as Ian used as an example last night, if you're serving dessert and you serve a chocolate dessert with a chocolate stout, right. that's not a pairing. Right. The you point can of serve a, pairing, a chocolate dessert with a espresso stout and then it's right. like coffee and dessert. That's fantastic. The mm. point is to bring out new flavors in both things. Not only what you're eating, but also what you're drinking. It's like taking that blue cheese and drizzling some sweet honey on top. Mm-hmm. And you've got the sweetness of the honey with the bitter of the blue cheese. And when you have the two together, it's a new flavor right. level. Right. And that's what you should do with your wine or your beer or anything else that you want to pair with your food. We didn't go over the color of this one at all. I just said it was more robust in color than the first in terms of the amber. I mean, I have less in my glass now that I'm actually drinking it. (laughs) I think it is more red than the amber color that I called the first one. But both of them... I would not say have an IPA color because they have more of um, just a warmth. Yeah, I'd say it's it's amber color, uh, moderately cloudy, uh, minimal to moderate lacing. Le- what did you call that? Leasing? Lacing. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, this no. is a word now. No, it is. No, no. <laughs> sorry. I heard leasing. Sorry. Can I ask you this? Yes. And I'm not sure there's a straight answer. And if there isn't, that's okay. I give you an out. I've just handed it to you. Mm. In terms of lacing, is it used purely as a descriptor? Like, is it just an adjective? So if you're not looking at it right now, you can picture it in your mind? Or is there some kind of benefit? Or is there a reason lacing matters in terms of mouthfeel and beer experience? Um, I I am not so sure about the significance in terms of taste. Um, it's a good place to be carbonation wise, but on a beer of this strength, I really wouldn't expect much uh, okay. in terms of lacing because the, it's, it's really the carbonation. It's the head that sits at the top um, throughout the drinking experience that produces that lacing. So certainly, yeah, and certainly how you pour it as well. Um, I mean, if you're drinking a 120-minute IPA or even a worldwide stout, you're not going to get much lacing, but those are both excellent beers. 
Can I ask you, so this is a question that I've had kind of burning in my mind for a long time. Um, Do you mean 10 minutes? Uh, no, it's actually been a very long time. When we went to uh, World Cafe Live, we went to the beer festival one winter, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. That was our aha moment. That was, uh, my aha moment was Hop Slam at quotations. But that was the first time I ever had Mad Elf. That was an amazing moment. Also, yeah, we waited in line forever to have three philosophers because you were a philosophy major just to learn we hated it because we don't like quads. It was bad. <laughs> so I'm going to ask this question and I, I want to go into, and then I want to go into what uh, everybody's, for, like, when you're talking about wine, you're always, Your you, beer epiphany. you know what the epiphany was, which one that you had that was amazing. I want to know what your uh, beer one was. But before that, I want to ask, uh, when one of the folks that I went up to was pouring the beer, uh, I tilted my glass so they could pour it in the glass. And he said, oh man, don't do that to me. And I was, I was like, I thought I was helping you. Most everybody that I know, when they want me, like when you're pouring it, you want to tilt the glass. That's to the, the set, frat guy in you, isn't it? A little bit. Um, you taught me how to pour a beer at the fraternity. Well, but a lot of beers, you do want to do that. And at the end, you want it to go in full blast. So you get that little bit of head, it adds a little bit to the control. Sure. So I was really surprised. Is there a reason for that? Or, or like what what would be the cause of something? I don't remember which why, beer it was. Are you asking why do you want head? No, what why, are you, why is it I mean, that he was disappointed? I know, I was, right? That was, I phrased that very badly. I think everyone wants head. I think we can, <laughs> yeah. I think we can all come around that point. Yes. but yeah. no, okay, So what is the point? Like I don't understand why he was upset can with I me for doing this? that. Can I ask you this? And this is kind of very relevant and a little off topic. I now, being that I have worked for a distributor and have gone to beer festivals and I had poured the beer myself, was what was the situation in which is like was he pouring from a bottle and you just sort of shoved your glass up at an angle and that threw him off or because when I have poured it's always been from a keg so I've got my tap and all of that. So, can you just um, describe it a little more for me? Yeah, no, I think it was just he had the glasses and they were just opening up each, or bottle rather, they had the bottles and we had our individual glasses that we took up to him and he just had an open bottle and he was pouring it from the bottle. Now, they were just tastes, so it wasn't very much. Mm. So that's probably something I should what have said before. What beer was it? Do you remember? I, no, that's what I said before. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember. I was trying to picture it in my head because I was there, but I don't remember. Yeah. Well, it, could have been a, it could have been a portion thing because that's part if, of you, if you get... If he pours it harder, you'll get more foam and less beer. If he's trying to just spread it out amongst a dozen people. Just a thought. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I have to be honest. I know that we've talked about this before because it's a very happy place in my heart. Teresa's <laughs> uh, in Wayne, which now... Jason, do you remember when we went there for my 30th birthday? Teresa's was Teresa's Cafe and then Teresa's Next Door. And Teresa's next door was the bar that I loved because that's where the food was super exciting. It was very gastropubby and all of the beer is really hard to come by. It's probably the best collection of, um, it's in California and everything's sour. And... Uh, Russian River? Yes. Okay. It is the best collection of Russian River that you're <clears throat> going to find in this area. Mm. Um. So that's where I went for my 30th because Jason knew that I loved it. So he invited my friends and we spent like eight hours drinking at Teresa's. It was fantastic. Mm. Teresa's is no longer Teresa's. Um, Teresa's next door is the beer bar where I have always been completely in love. 
And because Teresa's next door was better than the place itself, they've changed <laughs> Teresa's and they closed down and reopened. And now Teresa's itself is a wine bar. Oh, okay. Uh, so I thought, way to play both sides of this. Like you have um, both awesome things going on. No, so I was asking about the um, uh, pour, if there was pour. any reason okay. why it was not. So there is a beer when you go to Teresa's. And when you show up, you get the, I like to call it beer Bible. It's such a big beer menu that, you know, you have the, here's two pages of what's on draft. And then here's 20 pages of what's in bottles. One of their beers, I feel like it's called B-A-R-R-E. It is a Belgian beer, and it says in parentheses, it comes with cheese. It's called bar, I think. Well, and that, It's like a bar cord. Yeah. Yes. When they pour that beer... Now, Nathan, your first beer tonight was in that big, like, snifter glass that looks mm-hmm. like it's made for whiskey. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's like that with a wider top. Has the name of the beer across the side. When they pour it for you, and they are experts. Like, they are beer experts, right? It looks like you get four ounces of beer at the bottom of this glass and about 16 ounces ahead. <clears throat> and okay. they hand it to you with almost nothing at the top. And then it comes with a chunk of cheese. And as you sit there over 15 or 20 minutes, all of the head starts to dissipate. And it becomes like part of the allure of the beer. But the first time I ordered it, I was like, wait, I paid $11 for this beer and you handed me four ounces of liquid? Like, are you kidding? (laughs) It's very flavorful. It's very earthy. It's a really great beer. And they even do specify every time you order it, it comes with a hunk of cheese because you really should have something with every Mm -hmm. sip of it. But I thought of, of all the people I know who are beer experts, Teresa's is it. Why is it they just handed me a glass of head? Because that's over, what it looked like when they served it. Over Tria, even, you would say. Over Tria and Teresa. Well, you just said beer. The Teresa's is kind of the pinnacle of beer. There are three gastropubs that I love the mostest. We've now discussed two of them. One is Teresa's, one is Tria, and do you know what the third is? I don't. Victoria Gastropub, just outside of really? Baltimore. Yes. Hmm, okay. They're the best three. Yeah, that was good. So, okay, so before we go into the Naked Brewing Company, the, the, or before we go into the question I was going to ask before, which is, you know, what was your epiphany beer? I kind of want to go into uh, the next beer that we're having, which is the Naked Brewing Company, the Gentleman Imperial Stout. It's a 10%. Uh, we're drinking it at 22 ounces. It's a much more laid-back, casual, I guess, or, or to be blunt, like not as thought through. Uh, uh, label art as the other ones well, we're looking at. Well, I'm only a little sad that Ian's not here for something called The Gentleman because that does yeah. seem a little <laughs> bit of his alley. It does. But I agree, the label art looks a little bit like clip art to me. Yeah. Sort mm. of like I had to do a search for something called The Gentleman. And uh, agreed. This guy yes. looked dapper, so let's incorporate him. If I can get geeky for a moment, if you look closely at it, you can actually see the aliasing of the clip art on the uh, guy's oh, face. Oh, you really can. I don't can. even know what it that really means. Is. What's aliasing? Yes. Aliasing is uh, when a computer draws boxes, it draws them as boxes. To smooth that out, you need to uh, <coughs> uh, alias. And so anti, or aliasing is when you actually have the jaggies. So anti-aliasing removes those yeah, jaggies. Since, since, since we're being nerdy, there's also like three different fonts. 
Oh, that's true. Going that true. I was just gonna give Jason a geek point, but now you guys might have to fight. You for rescinded it. my geek point and, and given it <laughs> no, to someone else. I haven't. I've rescinded. Are we married or not? <laughs> I, I've thrown it up for debate. That's what's happened. Um, anyway, the nose is really neat on it. I think though. So I have to be honest. I had this beer once. I had two sips of it at the very end of the Philadelphia Beer Festival on March first. So. I was exhausted, freezing, and a little tipsy after like seven hours of work. And I had met the brewer from Naked. I appreciated some of the other things he had to offer. And I said, look, I have to be honest. I've heard great things about the gentleman, but I haven't tried it. And he sort of disappeared into a tent for 30 seconds and came out with a almost completely empty bottle that was probably a little flat. <laughs> he poured it into my glass. And I remember thinking, oh, well, that's interesting. Just after everything that I had at the beer festival, and this was a pet peeve, almost everyone was pouring an IPA. Mm -hmm. It was a welcome change. But I've also heard amazing things about what they're doing with souring this beer, particularly yeah. with pineapple. So they barrel sour it with <clears throat> pineapple, which does not make any sense in my brain, my beer brain, or my palate. Um, but we have done their pineapple wheat beer that was barrel soured. Um, Annette and Verlin enjoyed it quite a bit. But beyond those two sips of this beer, I have not had it before. I do get a little bit of sourness coming out on that, <clears throat> actually. But this but is not a soured a... version, is it? I don't know, but I get a little bit of a sour kick. The same thing I get in something like mm -hmm. the old Bruin, uh, or the old Petrus, rather. Um, mm. I get a lot of raspberry, actually. That, you look so pained after you take a sip, took a sip of that. <laughs> it doesn't taste like a stout. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. It sour. doesn't. It doesn't. I, I'm getting... I'm, it's I'm, not bad. It's just not... When I take a sip thinking Guinness... Oh, goodness. No. Yeah, well, but I mean, when you think stout, what do you think? Mm -hmm. I think Guinness. I'm sorry. Even Murphy's. Oh, you rebel. <laughs> I think, I think you said that with I a shit-eating grin. You, know, you didn't even said, mean it. You I just did. said it to be contrary. I, think, I did mean it. I think, I I think like Old Rasputin. I like Beamish best of all. Even more I have of a hipster. Old Rasputin. Beamish, Beamish is like the budget version. Yes, it is. Don't even start. Is it? Don't Wait, even start. We're 47 minutes in. Is it too late to fire him? How does it work? I love Beamish. Are you sure you don't love Murphy's? Yeah, you love you pretty, love Murphy's. Pretty sure you like. I'll Murphy's, take I'll take Beamish. Murphy's over Guinness any day. But if we're talking about dry stout, I take your condescending stouts, stare. And I'll take the uh, left-handed milk stout. Left-hand milk stout, I should say. From where? Left hand. Left -hand <laughs> oh, it's left-hand brew. No. I was waiting it's for from, that. It's from it's from Murphy's. I don't know. It sounds no. like it no, sounds left -hand like. Oh, I see. Yeah, left-hand. No, see, I disagree. Milk stout. It's a, it's, it's so creamy, stouty. Training wheel stout. Training wheel Training stout. Wheel stout. Oh, oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. Give the man a Guinness. No, no, not even. Let me let me clarify. It is delicious. <laughs> it is very very good. They are awesome at what they do. Yes. It and can I can, time out? Can we can we talk about the excellence of their nitrogen bottling technology? Because that is amazing. <sighs> what? They are very yes. good at what. No they do. widget. Nitro pour out of a 12-ounce bottle. Even Amazing. your dummy head server who's only served beer for three days of their life can pour this beer excellently. Like, it's mm -hmm. just well, well done. Mm -hmm. To me, it's just, and this is going to be the weirdest adjective ever for beer, but follow me. 
it's soft. It is the softest stout I've ever met. Like there are mm. no rough edges, there are no complex flavors. It is well, Aaron. Do you remember uh, better than Africa, Aaron, who yep. was on the podcast twice, right? Yep. We went out together, and she said, I don't like stout. And I said, I bet there's a stout you like. And the stout I picked for her, left-hand milk stout, and she mm. lit up. She's like, this is delicious. It, it's great. It's just not <clears throat> stout. It's um, it's so good, but it's just yeah. not. It's simple. There was a, if you we were talking about Eureka beers. We were trying to Can we say it's beers. not simple? It's classic, but it's not complex I it's, will... it's not it's not complex absolutely when i when i first had that beer i thought i literally thought to myself um because I, I, I had already favored you know stronger imperial beers stuff with real gusto you right? favored a blonde haired maiden <laughs> with a low-cut shirt and what else <laughs> silent audience <laughs> up a little bit um but, yeah, but the first the first Anyways, moving on from that. First time I had left hand milk stout, I thought to myself, here is a relatively low ABV, uh, simple tasting beer. Approachable. Approachable, easy, smooth. There's a whole long list of adjectives. Beer that I I would enjoy. It's one of those sort of stouts you can have after a long, hot day. It's not aggressive. Can I say this? It's not difficult. It's 2014. How often do any of us spend long hot days doing anything anymore? Well, you know, no, no never. That never happens. <laughs> so you huh? know this beer very well. What? You, this beer being left-hand milk stout, since that's what's come up. Yes, it is. We are right now in front Which of our faces. Which is not the beer we're drinking right now. <laughs> right. not the beer I'm we're drinking. There. We're right talking now, about it quite a bit. Yes. In front of our faces <clears throat> is Naked Brewing's The Gentleman Imperial Stout. Thank you. <laughs> And I'm not even looking. I knew that, right? That was impressive. So, Nathan. Yes. And I'm asking you specifically because yes. I'm not sure the last time Jason had a left hand milk mm. stout. These are both stouts. Hi. What do they have in common? Color. That's, that's No, a... I think you're absolutely right. But <laughs> I just want to say it. That's about it. Their body is different. <clears throat> yep. The head is different. Yep. The flavor is different. Yep. Everything about them is different, right? But they're both stouts. That's a that's a testament to the stout uh, style. Let me ask you this, as a brewer: So, mm-hmm. what about a stout makes a stout a stout? Uh, the malt's chosen. That's about it. Uh, roasted and chocolate malt are typical of a stout. Um, otherwise, you can have. I mean, the the difference between a a well hopped stout and a black IPA is just the label that's chosen. Um, but in terms of the beer style, really what makes a stout a stout is the choice, choice of chocolate and roasted malts uh, that give it the, the black or at least brown color. So I think I like this. I think I give it a B minus. Mm-hmm. I don't rate things very often, so I pull that completely <laughs> arbitrarily yeah. out of my brain. Um, it's a B minus on a scale of 100. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, it's a I smiley like... face with a slight frown on one side, yeah. Yeah, the problem is my writing system is entirely reliant upon a pencil. So if I ever had to, like, do it on a keyboard where I only have a certain number of happy or sad faces to deal with, I don't think yeah. I could. Uh, she actually rates things based on hieroglyphics. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> it's it's a very, it's very, it's yeah, very clean. nobody it's else can yeah. read it. Yeah, unless yeah. you're really it's like classic. So I like you know, this languages. beer for the first two thirds of it. I don't like the finish. It's a very bitter finish. It's almost like a sour cherry finish. It's me. got yeah. Okay, it's got a, a lot one. of funkiness. Does that explain funky? It's is weird. The right word. It's weird because when you talked about Petrus, nowhere, that's very yeah. accurate. Yeah, it it's does. a very nowhere. Nowhere. I really on like the, it. Actually, do you? Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, it's different. I don't dislike it. It's just that four A stout. The body at ten percent, mm-hmm. no less. The body is light. The, the body, body is not. The body is very light. I'm not getting much chocolate. I'm not getting much um, coffee. Maybe a little bit of coffee, but yeah, the body is light because of its sourness, which again is totally not on the label. I don't know if that's Might as have been advertised. Okay if I knew it going in. Yeah. There's very little actually on the label about for this beer. There's discussing that how dude it's supposed to with taste. his computer face. If someone, if someone, <laughs> yeah. if, if someone were to, if someone were to hand this to me and say this is a black cherry sour, I would not disagree. Yeah, I would agree with that 100 percent actually. Black cherry sour. Wait, could we call it? I'm sorry. I'm just gonna bring it right round at the end of the podcast. Could we call it? An imperial black cherry sour. Hey. Since we know it's a 10%. <laughs> Callbacks. <right>? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so can we go into the uh, epiphany beers? Because I really do want to get that before the end yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, what really are folks is... I hope. Uh, if you're going to... Wait. Come here. If you really have a moment, you have to have your moment Our with me. Our silent studio audience Audio. is going to gonna gonna ha- also share the uh, opinion. So this is Katie. And Katie had a moment that she wanted to share with all of you. My beer is Firestone Walker Union Jack. That's it. That's, That's the only beer, beer I need for the rest of my life. <laughs> wow. No, but when and why? Um, I don't remember when, probably because I was drinking. <laughs> Just to be honest here. But um, that beer is exactly what I want every IPA I drink to taste like. It is crisp. It is to the point. It is exactly as hot forward as I like. And there is nothing that beats it, in my opinion. I feel like this is fighting dirty since you don't have a mic and you can't retort. Um, I love Firestone Walker, so I'm not going to disagree on that front. I'm just going to say that there's an appropriate word for this. Anyway, you're a woman. I can prove it. But um, (laughs) (laughs) women don't like hops. I've had so many fights with women about hops. And you like hops. That's it. I don't like anything else. More than anyone I've ever met. So, congrats. Especially Cascade. <laughs> Nathan? Right. Um, I would... Uh, can, you, can you kind of define what does the epiphany mean here? What made you a craft beer drinker instead of a beer Ooh, drinker? Oh, boy. Um, Everybody kind of tem- typically has that moment where they say... I was with Jason for his... This is amazing. Like, I have never... Uh, you know, this is... I didn't Jason realize there were so many for mine. different flavors <laughs> for all of it. That is really <laughs> odd that you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, w- I would say it was probably the first time I had um, the Monk's Cafe House Sour. It's brewed on contrast. The Flemish Sour. The Monk's Cafe Flemish Sour. It's brewed on contract in Belgium, and then it's shipped over, presumably. I know relatively little. Did about you beer. like craft beer before you had a sour? I I had I had pretty much one of each style. I wasn't like absolutely um, blown over by it, but I think I think the first time I had a sour was the first time I thought this is this is like 
not art. That's a poor metaphor. But this is, you know, this is really something. This is it's something. Crafted. This is something you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly with certain sours. Just saying. Jason. I already went through mine. It was the hop slam at quotations. Uh, was it four years ago now? A lot longer than that. Really? I think yes. it was more longer than that. We Five were years, supposed maybe? to go on vacation, and then we realized we had no money. So we stayed on a staycation instead. Yay! I love or a, or a drunkation, lo- apparently. No, he loves staycations because he loves to be at home. So we did two things. We went to like three different bars that were awesome. One of them was Quotations. And then we bought all of the Van Gogh vodka we could find because it was on one of his podcasts. Yeah. Uh, so we basically drank beer and vodka for a week. It was fantastic. It's very affordable. Hop Slam was amazing. Though. Then on, we signed up for the gym draft. all in the same week. Yeah. On Draft was amazing. Hop Slam on Draft is just something I don't think you can beat. No, I remember It's got it. all the floral tones and lavender. It's amazing. No. Well, and it changes every year, which we have learned. It does, which makes this me sad. This year was a great year for Hop Slam. It was mm-hmm. perfect. It was. The last few years, up in, like, the first year I had it, amazing. The next few years, up until this year, were less than what that first year was. And then this year was, was right back at the same level, which was amazing. Mm. Schneider Aventinas. I knew that one. Bartender <laughs> David at the... Ah, it's on South Street. Uh, it's not the church. Uh, anyway, there's a picture on Facebook. I've recently re-tagged it because it was the moment. And it's the Aventinas glass. And I had it out of the bottle. And I still do not like Aventinas on draft. I want it out of the bottle every time because it's darker. It's cloudier. It's got more sediment. It has got more yep. flavor. Yep. That's how I want it. What's the, what's the style? It's a Doppelbach. Oh, yeah. The bottle conditioning. Just, yeah. I don't even like wheat beer. I yeah. love that wheat beer. <laughs> it is just, and I serve it all the time. I hate, here's the thing. I buy it for my clients because it's an amazing beer. But when I buy a case of it, I usually die a little on the inside because it's imported from Germany and it's so expensive and it's the larger bottles is 22 ounces is the mm. way the bottles are imported So whenever I'm like, oh, I missed this bit. Oh Okay, I'm just gonna count the pennies under my seat cushions for a little while until I find a way I take a little bit of pride in the fact that mine is more of an exclusive beer uh, Because it is much more difficult to find than Good. Schneider Aventinas. <sighs> I lucked out that way. I would say definitely. in the US in any six-month period, depending on the time of year, more people order Hop Slam than order Aventinas. I would, I would agree During with that. a six-month period? Yes. I don't feel like it's around that long. That's the point. That's why I it picked that. It sells out. That's why I picked six months instead of a year. It sells out so exactly. quickly. Yeah. It sells out in like two or three weeks. Yes. At max. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just amazingly yeah. fast. I actually tweeted the, this is one of the few successes he, of he Twitter for me. five tweets in his whole life. And one of them uh, was to Bells because Hop Slam had not actually come to uh, Virginia. Okay. And it was during the whole winter storm and all that. So I tweeted, hey, I went to the store and they said it was delayed. The release was delayed. What, you know, what's going on? When can I get my Hop Slam? And they said, as soon as the truck can get there. But it's just the snow has bogged down all of these things. Uh, and I actually lucked out and got there, uh, I think about a week later to check it out. And they were handing them out in six packs. You could not get it for more than that. All they would do is sell you a six pack and then that's all you got as a customer mm-hmm. because the demand was Last so high. Last year he took me so he got two six packs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Cheating the system. I know, yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming, Nathan. 
Yeah, thanks for thanks for. Was your me. first podcast not scary? Not scary at all. All right. Yeah. I I have a concern. Uh oh. And that is, we have trivia coming up. <laughs> We've just had a nine point nine percent. It's not going to go well, is yeah. all I'm saying. We no. should just stay home and order no. a pizza. Yeah, I think we're, that's we're, how that should go. Yeah, definitely. Let's not, let's not put any money on the trivia. Yeah. Sure. No, Touche. No. Also, Civil War questions? Country music questions? You're going to rock it. We got the Renaissance down. Yeah, Renaissance is down. I talked to the guy administrating the trivia. Administering the trivia sounds way more highfalutin than it is. I talked <laughs> to the guy, sure the guy reading the file card. Yeah, it's not a thing. He's going to help us out. A lot of Garth Brooks questions. <laughs> nice. But nice. if anyone knows anything about sports, speak now, please, because nope. that's not, I mean. Nope. Hearthstone. If he has awesome. any Hearthstone questions. No. Recently <laughs> went 12-0 and 0 over here. Jason, I am on Twitter at Beer Mistress, and you're on Twitter, we just heard. And at, and I'm Jason. We're always at Facebook.com slash Dashing Rogue and at DashingRogue.com. We were just featured in Harrisburg Magazine this past month. And within the next 10 days my or photos. so. Uh, yes, Jason photos took too. the photos. It's pretty fantastic. And within the next 10 days, we'll be on harrisburgmagazine.com. So in case you're out of the area and can't get your hands on an actual physical print magazine, which is apparently is still a thing, we just learned. <laughs> but it was really kind of cool to be like, oh, it's like being back in high school because you get to see the glossy photos with your face. It was, it was pretty exciting. I'm sorry. So, until next time, this is Shannon, your beer mistress. And I'm Jason. And I'm Nathan. Thanks so much for joining us.